Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast, brought to you by Racetech. Racetech engines and suspension. Honestly, let's be honest, guys. You guys have knows I've talked about this for months now. Racetech gold valves, and I'm getting some of them like this week, are basically a revalve in a box. You're not going to find a better upgrade to your motorcycle than going with a set of gold valves from Racetech going to make your bike feel a lot better. When you feel better on your motorcycle, you go faster. When you go faster, you win trophies and do other cool stuff. So go ahead and dial those guys up today. Find your local dealer, find your local service center, and get yourself fitted and kitted from our friends over at Racetech. Luxon MX, not just another triple clamp company. They are engineers driven to push the limits of the status quo, and they do so by also giving yourself a 10% discount off of every single Luxon MX purchase with d- discount code BIGMX at checkout. You can also get a brand new seat for your bike because between you and I, you need a brand new seat cover for your bike. You ride uh, more than you, than you uh, like not as much as you should, but you ride enough that you've been putting some time on that seat and at least the cover needs to be replaced. But maybe you'd also like to replace the seat base. Go get yourself some lightweights, uh, that phantom seat foam that they're famous for. When you go to Guts and you plug in Big MX 20 at checkout, you're going to save 20% off of your purchase. And that's pretty awesome. So go ahead and do that as well. You can also mention Big MX Radio with WUSA. Uh, you can save 15% off of a set of wheels by mentioning Big MX Radio. That is absolutely awesome. And uh, let's say you go to your local dealer and they're sold out. They got nothing on the shelves, um, but you, you have needs. You want to go ride your motorcycle. Well, you can call up my friends over at Maple Ridge Motorsports. They're a fantastic company that have extremely knowledgeable staff and lots of stock and lots of parts. So dial those guys up. I'm sure they can ship something to you and their knowledgeable staff will get you exactly what you need. So there's no return process and all that fun stuff. Uh, Go check those guys out. Last but not least, Heartbeat Hot Sauce unbelievable i put that stuff on absolutely everything um and even for those uh 420 uh friendly people out there that even have partnered with a couple of companies up here in canada uh which allow you to have hot sauce that is infused with thc which is absolutely wild to me um that first came across my radar like a week ago and uh, my wig is still blown back by that but heartbeat hot sauce you cannot go wrong with any of the products that they create and I'm really looking forward to getting some good giveaways going with with those guys. We're probably doing those on social, but you know what? We'll probably do some on the podcast as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the ultimate breakdown of the 2023 Triple Crown series. Um, it's just going to be myself. I am sorry that I do not have a co-host for this, but I'm also doing this at 11.53 Central on a Thursday night. I just got done uh, playing a triple header of softball and uh, noticed that I had not yet done a podcast to preview this series. Now, uh, the series itself is pretty incredible in the way that it combs its way across this great nation of Canada, and there's a ton of talent that raced this series. This particular preview is not going to go super in depth into the like the battles for tenth, twelfth, thirteenth. Uh, who's going to be scoring points? Uh, this, that, and other thing. I'm going to streamline this podcast a little bit more for you guys, so that you can be looking at specifically who's going to be vying for these these championships, these titles, 
And if I happen to leave anybody out, feel free to absolutely light me on fire on social media. Uh, I welcome it. No problem whatsoever. You guys can give me the, uh, the raspberries if I happen to, to miss a very obvious name. But I don't think that I've left anybody off uh, that shouldn't already get talked about. So we're only two days out. In fact, in uh, in basically 48 hours from now, um, the, the first round will be complete. Uh, it'll be in the rearview mirror and we'll be heading off to Kamloops. Um, but the first round is Edmonton. Edmonton is a racetrack that very many of the racers in the series have not yet been to, uh, or at least haven't been to for a very long period of time. Uh, so that being said, there's a good chance that this is a new track for a lot of a lot of riders, which which really evens the playing field, and also throws a wrench into uh, the plans of a guy like Dylan Wright, um, your 450 championship from last champion from last year, who had himself a perfect season, winning every single moto of every single event of the outdoor season, regardless of if it was uh, a. Uh, a Trip like a, a three moto format, two moto format. No matter what it was, he was on top of the box, top step of the podium. Not only every mo, every every national, but every moto in those nationals, and that's that's really something to be said there. That that is something to be said for consistency, because you as well as I know, you can be having an amazing day on the racetrack. Uh, you can't put a, a wheel wrong, and then you happen to go down on a first corner and. These races, they're long, but they're not that long. Uh, and yeah, it's tough to come back. He never had a situation like that all of last year. Um, like uh, T-Dags, Moffenbeier, Pettis for the short time that he was in the series weren't able to say anything about it. He won every single outdoor moto and hats off to him. He's back with JD, J, JDR or GDR Honda for this season. Uh, the Gopher Dunes guys have his bike absolutely tuned up, ready to rip, and he's got his knees fixed. That is a huge wrinkle when it comes to the 450 class uh, with Jill and Wright. And for all intents and purposes, I think that uh, that sets him up for another very successful season. When I look at this list, they're Really, in realistically, there's maybe two names on this list that will be able to uh, give him an honest moto. Uh, I, I seriously think that this is going to be another extremely dominant season for Dylan Wright. Um, I see uh, Tyler Medaglia, who obviously is an absolute warrior and an icon of Canadian motocross at this point in his career. Like, if you've had Canadian motocross on your radar anywhere in the last 15 more, maybe, maybe 20 years. Tyler Medaglia has been on your radar and he's been, he's been going really, really fast. He's represented um, Canada at the motocross designations nine times. Uh, I think this year is one of the times where he's actually putting in his best efforts to try and make that a 10th time. Double digits is something that's pretty much unheard of when it comes to that event, unless your name is Tana Leok and you happen to be uh, representing Estonia. But aside from that, uh, I really expect T-Dags at uh, the tender age. I think he's, he's around my age. I think he's like 34, 35, maybe 36 at the absolute latest. But that's not, that's not old by any means. And certainly I don't feel old. Um, and he's in a whole lot better shape than me. And he's a whole lot better than uh, than I am. Uh, that is pretty much evident. That has been uh, about a, that's as true a fact as I can possibly say on this podcast. But will Tyler Medaglia be able to to vie for this championship 
weekend in, weekend out. Um, I'm a bit skeptical of that, to be completely honest, as far as him actually being like winning these races. But you know what? Last year, he proved himself to be the second best guy every single weekend. And I was just impressed. I honestly, the fitness the the riding technique he seems to like reinvent himself over and over and over again and now uh with some some different backing from the team now it's of course a uh, a parts unlimited or i guess a, a parts canada team uh they'll be running thor gear um i just see him being in such a great place uh and just like tyler being able to do tyler things and that's so special to, for him to be able to experience late in his career. And skill-wise, he's right up there with, with and his. if he gets good starts, he's going to be in that top three, top four every single time. And he can run the motos to the very end, like every, every single moto. Uh, and that makes him dangerous because if there's anything that would happen to happen to Dylan Wright, if there's ever anything that happens to Sean Moffenbeier or Jess Pettis... He is right there, and and like if he's not their pace, he's just a tick off, and it's not a, it's not a, a big margin whatsoever. Um, T Dags is somebody that I have I have incredible amounts of respect for, and I certainly think that he is going to be um, someone who's a thorn in the side of anyone who's vying for this championship because he himself is doing so as well. Um, so speaking so far about. Tyler Medaglia, and of course the defending champion last year on the same motorcycle that he raced last year, but there has been some upgrades. If you if you could imagine that bike getting any better from it did last year, word is they are still testing that bike. They are still making it better, and that's bad news for everybody else. That's Dylan Wright on the GDR Gopher Dunes Honda. Um, yeah, what can be said about that guy? He had a perfect season last year. He'll be trying to uh, to to improve on that last uh, this year, but I don't know how you make that happen. Getting to the number three of Sean Moffenbeier. Word is this is last year, a last hurrah, if you will. And honestly, I I really expect him to come out swinging. Um, like I don't know how many laps he has at Edmonton, but he might be one of the only guys on the line, including well, T Dags for sure has raced Edmonton. Let's be honest. But in all honesty, I expect Sean Moffenbeier to to give this season his absolute all. I think he's going to leave it all out there. And um, I, I expect him to be up front. I expect him to be up front early, often. And, and I think he gets a moto win this year. I really think he does. Um, I think with a full head of steam and uh, the health, not having to deal with the shoulder injury that he dealt with from last year, I think he can get a moto uh, moto win, and uh, and that puts him in the uh, the contention uh, to vie for this championship. And that's that's the, you can say the exact same thing for Jess Pettis. It's it's so unfortunate over the last I guess you'd call it maybe three years. Like during the COVID era, we've never really gotten to see Jess Pettis at full potential at his full powers. Um, whether it's Supercross mishaps or or. Uh, nationals mishaps the guy's been hurt and it's and it, it like it's so tough to come back from this and I, I first of all i want to also give him a huge shout out for getting on one knee and asking his beautiful girlfriend to marry him uh that is awesome for him he, he'll be uh, having some wind in the sails that way rolling into the season um but it's 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 been a tough it's been a tough go for for jess whether it's different injuries 
this, that, and the other thing. You hate to see a guy get hurt, especially when he has the, ty- the, the, the talent of a guy like Jess Pettis. But uh, this is for sure. Jess Pettis will show up in shape. Jess Pettis will show up and be fast. And Jess Pettis is going to strike fear into every single person on the line. And that even includes Dylan Wright because uh, Lord knows, from a Canadian standpoint, I don't know if there's too many guys who who straight up have the speed and the skills to be able to to run with uh, with Dylan and uh, and and that's uh, and and Jess Pettis is certainly one of them. There's one person out there that I know can can go shot for shot, moto for moto, lap for lap with with Dylan Wright, and that's Jess Pettis, and I think everybody knows it. Had can he stay healthy? I, I suppose it's possible. Like it's happened before, the guy's won himself a championship. Obviously, recent history contradicts that, but I honestly have a lot of faith in Jess, and I think that uh, I think he's going to show some people um, just how good he can be this year. Uh, I think he's a driven individual and and really wants to put his best foot forward this year, as they all do. Speaking of some other notables, you have Jeremy Mackay. If you're listening to this podcast, you're also going to listen to a podcast that I did with him earlier this week. Um, Full of optimism, speed, and everything else that comes along with that. I think that Jeremy has put himself in a position to be to take that next step. He is a bigger individual. And, of course, for those who are listening who are fans of American Moto, Canadian Moto is just different. When it comes to racing the 450 class, the 250 class, the reality is you bounce up and down from, from up and down like if you're a guy like John Sebastian Waugh maybe you have a more traditional trajectory where you race the 125s then the 250s um you get into the premier class and stay there uh in Canada more or less a lot of athletes take the opportunities that are given to them sometimes they're racing in the 250 class sometimes they're back on a, on a or sometimes they're in the 450 class sometimes they're back down on a 250 or the MX1 or the MX2 class um, but regardless, a lot of great racing is happening either way. And these guys are taking the best opportunity that they have to have good support weekend in, weekend out. And, uh, and after talking to Chad, the, the team manager from uh, Kawasaki, seems like there's a lot of great things happening with that team. Seems like they have a really professional uh, organization. Uh, and uh, it, it really seems like they, they've got their ducks in a row heading into round one. And, and Jeremy Mukai seems to, like an athlete that also can say the exact same thing. He spent a lot of time down in Florida putting in the laps, putting in the time. The kid's an absolute stud of an athlete and damn fast at that. So honestly, I, I really expect him to be able to, if he can get some good starts, I would love to see him battling with Moffenbeier, battling with T-Dags, um, and also being sort of that best of the rest. I think he can totally grab that moniker for the rest of the season, um, be ahead of the uh, the Wyatt Kerrs out there, the, the Tyler Gibbs, the Daniel Elmers, um, and the others who are no doubt going to be nipping at his heels. Um, and of course, like T-Parrot once he gets, uh, gets, gets healthy and all that. But I really expect Jeremy Mackay to be to be up there. I expect him to be healthy, and I expect him to be able to put in good motos, um, weekend in, weekend out. I think that's going to be really good. Um, touching on one of his potential teammates, or I guess this was supposed to be his teammate, Justin Bogle. For those who have followed Justin on social media, of course, you saw that he had himself a bit of a get off, and 
the injuries that he sustained essentially have him out for this particular season. As far as I know, I don't expect to see Justin Bogle at the races in Canada this year. And that's a real bummer because I think there's a lot of people who are excited to watch him race. Um, one of the things that a lot of people were have sort of become part of the sort of the, the spice of being able to watch Canadian nationals is that you get to see some of these um, professional athletes that have uh, have raced at the highest level, American nationals, AMA nationals. Justin Bogle is someone who's, who's won an AMA national. He's won a, su- a 250 Supercross championship. Uh, he won a moto at, um, at Colorado back in 2017, I believe, aboard a uh, RCH Suzuki. And... Um, yeah, like he, he would have been a lot of fun to watch, but unfortunately, injuries happen in the sport of motocross. We're seeing that with uh, we're seeing that more, maybe more than ever in the AMA series right now. With uh, with Chase Sexton going down, uh, there will be a total of five factory riders this weekend, um, and that's just that that just means it's going to be the Jet Lawrence show. And yeah, I'll just go ahead and say it. I don't I don't think that Chase Sexton can win a, a outdoor championship. Um, with missing an entire round already down by six points. So uh, anyway, uh, flipping things back over to the Canadian side, we won't have Bogle. That's a bummer. Uh, and the 450 class will also not have Tanner Ward. Um, like I said earlier, um, Canadian national athletes will bounce up and down between the 250s and the 450s, um, kind of on a whim. Not going to say on a whim. That's a bad. That's a bad way of saying it. But they'll take the, the opportunities that are given to them and. Like, obviously, if you've been watching semi-closely, Tanner Ward's had white backgrounds with black numbers the majority of the offseason, and it's only been recently where he's switched back to black plates with white numbers, which to me says he's going to be racing in the 250 class, which seems to be the case. And honestly, I think it's a great move. He's a he's a young guy. He's nice and light on the motorcycle. He's probably got, he's probably 10, 15 pounds lighter than Jeremy McKay, who is his teammate. And I, I, I've, I don't think there's anything wrong with putting him back on a 250. I think that immediately makes him someone who can run with uh, the rest of the guys in that class, and you can, uh, and we'll get to that shortly. But uh, for the for the 450 class, uh, it's Dylan Wright, and then it's everybody else. Um, obviously, I think Jess Pettis being his uh, closest one uh, one B as far as uh, contending for that championship. Then you've got T Dags, Tyler Bede- Tyler Medaglia, and Sean Moffenbier. And then I think uh, in the fifth place spot, you're going to see a lot of Jeremy McKay. I really do think so. I think that's going to be a Jeremy McKay. I think that once Tyler Gibbs gets adjusted to Kawasaki, he's going to be up there as well. He's a good starter. Um, But uh, if I missed anyone, please, like I said, light me on fire in the comments or uh, hit me up on Twitter and be like, what the hell were you thinking missing this guy off of your list? Let's flip things over, over to the 250 class. Your defending champion, brand new bike for this year. Although, he spent some time on KTMs in the past, so it might be not totally foreign to him, even though the last KTM you probably rode was a Super Mini. Even though that wasn't that long ago. Ryder McNabb, Manitoba Zone, finally winning a Canadian National Championship for the, for the province of Manitoba for the first time since Kim did it. Kim Hood did it back in 1979. It would, it would it had been quite some time. Ryder McNabb coming off of a lower leg injury, he will not be, and he can honestly, I don't think he can be, one hundred percent. Even if he says he's a hundred percent, I honestly don't think that he can possibly be there, given the fact that his his injury, the injury, the injury he sustained, 
um, was quite serious to the lower leg. And yeah, he'll be racing. He'll be at round one. Uh, but I don't think he'll be at absolute full powers. Uh, and, and honestly, that's going to be tough for him all season long because there isn't much uh, of a, a huge break. Obviously, they take some time off between going west and then heading over east back to the Gopher Dunes. But uh, he's going to be behind the eight ball with that leg injury all season long. And that is good news for guys like uh, Mitchell Harrison, Jacob Piccolo, um, uh, Isaiah Natsuki, as well as Tanner Reward. All four of those guys are going to be licking their chops and trying to pounce while the iron is hot. Striking while the iron's hot uh, when it comes to uh, having a competitor who happens to be a little bit, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's a wounded warrior right now. It's, it's, it's a real thing. Your defending champion, bringing that uh, number one plate over to Factory KTM, the only factory OEM-supported uh, manufactured team in Canadian racing is, of course, the uh, the Red Bull Factory Racing Team. They're on fly racing gear for this year, a little bit different from uh, from years previous when they were a Thor team. But uh, yeah, like uh, he looks good. Uh, same same goes for his teammate Kevin Benoit, although I think Kevin's around my age, so I don't know if he's going to have uh, the same speed as the kids. Uh, that being said, it hasn't been that long ago since he won this title. Um, but it is, uh, we are a little bit removed from that. Uh, and also him uh, having spending some time on a 450 as well. Uh, he won't be on a two-stroke, unfortunately. Uh, for those who are looking forward to watching him rip the two-stroke, apparently they had some carburetor issues. Uh, which is very befuddling to me. I was very surprised to hear that. Um, but who knows? Honestly, like he's probably better off on a, on a four-stroke. Um, Lord knows the rest of the world switched to four-strokes back in 2005 or six. So all the more reason for him to be on a four-stroke this year. Would have been cool to see him on a two-stroke. Of course, I still race a two-stroke. I love my two-strokes. Um, but I race essentially for more or less for fun, more than I, I race to be... Uh, competitive at the front of the A class or the pro class on a, on a Canadian national weekend. So I already said that uh, that Ryder McNabb will not be a hundred percent. Does not make him not my title favorite, though. Um, I think that Ryder is still going to be uh, the odds-on favorite for this championship. He is speed-wise a kid who is only getting faster. I believe he's nineteen years old, if not eighteen, turning nineteen. He's still super wet behind the ears. He's very young. Uh, but do not count out Mitchell Harrison. Honestly, this year, I think, if, if there's any year where he has the opportunity to seize this championship, grab it, and walk away, it's this year. Uh, coming in with a full head of steam. He loves the team that he's with. I think he really likes his motorcycle. And Mitchell Harrison has... He he has next level fitness as far as the 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 rest of the class. I think the only other rider that I can say that is in the same realm of fitness uh, as Mitchell Harrison is Ryder McNabb. I think they're both ex uh, extremely fit guys. Um, and, and same to, same goes for Isaiah Natsuki. Natsuki is an extremely talented athlete. He's going to be on that PRMX Kawasaki. Um, and uh, as long as he keeps that thing on two wheels, he is going to be an absolute problem for the rest of the class. That's, uh, and that's going to be a thorn in the side of Jacob Piccolo, Tanner Ward, uh, Sebastian Racine and Quinn Amiot. All of those guys, all seven of those guys are going to be battling tooth and nail. And that's what really going to make starts very important, um, 
obviously the the, the class the, there's actually a, there's quite a bit of talent in throughout this class you get a really bad start which Ryan McNabb is sort of known for you're not just gonna be able to just rip through the pack uh like in previous years or other situations uh in amateur racing it's gonna be it's gonna be tough sledding if you're getting bad starts uh, a guy I know who gets a lot of good starts is Mitchell Harrison I think he's gonna be a huge threat same thing for Jacob Piccolo brand new bike and just honestly speaking about my interactions with going out to the uh, the GDR team and being able to sort of be a fly on the wall for some situations and uh, and just sort of oversee what all they had going on there. First of all, world-class facility. That track is absolutely gorgeous and it made me want to race a motorcycle. Secondly, the the soil there is something like I've never seen it is it's it, it compacts into jumps but it's also soft and the the corners are fluffy they do a fantastic job doing that and Derek Schuster himself is is a is a great uh taskmaster when it comes to helping his riders sort of straighten up fly right he is that sort of father figure that you're not going to have a lot of other teams do um like say if it's if it's a, a ktm team or a factory kawasaki or something like that you sign the riders they go off and do their thing and and you you hope that they that they dot their eyes across their t's when it comes to uh gdr honda you're living on the property uh your 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 fitness schedule and all that stuff is being monitored and uh and and kept up with by your team manager and i don't mean he's babysitting anybody by any means but i really think that the 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 father figure situation of Derek schuster and the rest of the gdr team they're all hands-on um they're gonna have some some solid mechanics they're gonna have a ton of great support of course they've got ryan the new flockhart over there as well for like it seems like the 20th season he seems to be integral with that program and i think that adds a little bit to it as well um just that from an experience standpoint if you really think about having Derek schuster who's there he's won multiple championships as a team manager and team owner uh making things happen and then you have ryan who he's literally he's either been in championship fights or been around championship fights in Canadian motocross for almost 30 years. It is absolutely astounding. This guy has been been around and the, the well of knowledge that a guy like um, that Newf brings to the series and whichever riders that he works with and he can certainly uh, bestow that upon a guy like Piccolo um i think that this year is a much better year for piccolo than it was last year i think that he was made the the ktm team from last year was maybe a little bit too hands-off with him and some guys they they need a little bit more of a kick in the ass i then let's just be honest this is like they need the like some guys are just like you 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 tell them, hey go do your work and they go do their work and some guys uh they need that little bit of um like uh, uh some motivating and, and some like just sort of like that coaching and honestly i was the same kind of athlete i was the same kind of person that if you you let me just go off and do my thing probably not going to get my eye, my eyes dotted my teeth crossed but if you you challenge me and you say like hey i need this ha- I, I need this from you and and I, I would be quick to deliver and i think that uh jacob piccolo is a very similar athlete one rider that's definitely going to throw a wrench into things is Tanner Ward. The Kawasaki, we know it's a good bike. They're going to have good components on that motorcycle, and it's going to be a reliable bike throughout the entire season. He's light on the bike. 
He spent a lot of time on a 250. I think it, the bike suits him a little bit better than the, the the Kawasaki 450 that he raced last year. I thought that might have been a little bit too much motorcycle. Uh, at that time in his career, I think he still needs to fill out a little bit physically to be able to uh, manhandle the 450. That being said, uh, Medaglia is not exactly a giant, and he makes that 450 uh, sing, so what am I really talking about here? But... I, I think that Tanner Ward is going to be a problem for Harrison. I think he's going to be a problem for Piccolo, and I think he's going to be a huge thorn on the side for a guy like McNabb. Um, a huge wild card is is Natsuki. Honestly, if the guy can keep it on the on two wheels, he's going to be a real uh, contender for this championship. And I I can see every single one of those five guys winning motos. Obviously, a guy who came ridiculously close to winning a cha- winning a moto last year is Sebastian Racine. He had that taken away from him uh, very late in a race with a situation that was very unfortunate. But that is the way racing goes sometimes. He was not able to get that race win. Uh, will he take a step forward this year with uh, by racing with the MX101 Yamaha team? He very well could. Like He's still a young rider. He's still got some potential uh, to keep growing. But you know who also, in my opinion, maybe have some of the most unlocked talent so far in this series that we have not yet seen exactly what he has and what he's capable of is Quinn Amiot. 14 in your program, number one in your hearts, especially if your last name happens to be Amiot. This kid has some serious skills and he's only getting faster. Having spent a lot of time down in the States, you know that he's going to be champing at the bit. He's going to be in mid-season form, and I fully expect that if he has some good starts this weekend, he's going to be able to stay up front and be on the podium and be around the podium all year long. And that's going to be a huge problem for guys like Ward, Notsky, uh, Piccolo, Harrison, and McNabb. In fact, this 250 class is really chock full of talent. There's going to be a lot of kids that are vying for those top three spots. And every single race weekend, there's going to be more than four or five guys who expected to be on the podium who are not. And that's cool to see, especially in the 250 class. These young kids, they love to fly around. They love to, uh, to make special things happen on their motorcycle. So where does that leave us for the championship? I still think that this is... This is McNabb's championship to lose. He is still developing. He's still getting faster. Yes, the leg injury will be something that hinders him early in the season, but I think he's able to manage it. He managed injuries in the past. I think he can do it again. I think he's your title uh, favorite rolling into the season, but time will tell. Who will uh, be able to nip at his heels the most? I I would definitely give that to uh, Mitchell Harrison, followed closely by both Natsuki and Piccolo. And then I think Ward probably comes in somewhere around that fifth place spot. That being said, that entire list could be completely flipped and I would not be surprised at all. These guys are all extremely fast and they all have their different strengths that make them extremely dangerous on race day. Let me know what you guys think about my my predictions so far. So let's talk about the series itself. Edmonton is a motocross slash supercross round, which as far as I know or understand, that means that the points that are that are awarded this weekend also go towards the Supercross Championship, which is quite interesting because there's been uh, some times in the past where some teams have completely sort of pulled out or not even raced the, the Supercross series because of maybe lack of interest from their riders or uh, potential for injury or they just don't have the resources. That's not going to really be an option because if you're going to race, if you're going to race the first round of outdoors, you're technically also racing the first round of Supercross. So you're in the series whether you like it or not. 
What that means for the, the track layout is, is honestly, I think that it means there's going to be an over-under bridge of some sort that is built and erected and put together. And that, that uh, on the other side of that over-under bridge is going to be a, a section of the track that is a little bit more jumpy. Let's just say that. I, I assume there's going to be probably either a triple or a catapult style jump. I expect there to be some bull turns that will uh, sort of uh, make the guys kind of... Um, Get some tight confines and maybe some block passing and stuff like that but i expect that to be less than even 10 percent of the entire track um maybe extend the lap times a slight bit over at edmonton and honestly the biggest wrinkle that goes into the edmonton round is the fact that it's three 15 minute races rather than two uh, full uh outdoor nationals and we're also racing essentially in the evening i don't think they're going to even get going until about four o'clock so that's going to be a little bit different uh, Speed-wise, uh, who does that um, who does that favor? Uh, I guess if you're talking about the 250 class, it doesn't favor Ryder McNabb, who's been known to not be the absolute start machine like a Kyle Lewis or a Michael Essie. Uh, that's going to be a little bit of a problem for him if he's starting in the back. 15 minutes, not a lot of time to get you back at the front. It is enough time to call Geico and you can save 50% on your, your insurance, but they're not a sponsor of the podcast. So just think about that because I watch a lot of American Moto. So... Uh, this weekend, uh, from a starting standpoint, maybe that doesn't exactly favor Ryder McNabb, but that being said, I'm sure he's fully capable of getting whole shots in his own right, so that could also happen. I could, I could say that, and then it becomes not a situation at all. Uh, but like just going off past history, that might be, uh, that might be something. Um... And same goes for for a guy like Dylan Wright. Like, is there if there's any possibility of him losing that perfect season and and losing a moto, it's that he gets a bad start and is not able to get to the front before the uh, the end of that 15 minutes. Uh, by the time we get to Kamloops, things are back to normal. We got our full length racing uh, uh, pro motos, and uh, I, I believe it's on a Sunday. I think the races the racing is on the Sunday rather than the Saturday. This weekend coming up is of course a Saturday race. Uh, so make sure you check your PVRs or watch the Ride TV app and check all that stuff out. All right, guys, that's the that's the that's the pre-game or preseason preview show for the Triple Crown series. Just over thirty minutes of analysis for you guys to sort of chew on as you get ready for whether you're watching Hangtown or if you happen to be also watching. The races uh, in Canada up here in Edmonton. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to going to some rounds. Hopefully maybe make it out to uh, the Calgary round for, I believe that's the Father's Day weekend. Um, maybe be able to, to uh, get my 125 in order and uh, and race the premix class. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, but that also is yet to be um, squared away. And we're only three weeks away from that. So that being said, I don't know if I'm going to make that happen or not. Uh, but fingers crossed. All right, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed this podcast. Support the sponsors that I have, um, whether it's uh, Race Tech, uh, Luxon MX, WSA, Guts Racing, um, Heartbeat Hot Sauce. Uh, of course, we we uh, we love our friends over at uh, Maple Ridge Motorsports. Before I hang up this call, honestly, I have to give a huge shout out and uh, a wishing of good luck to none other than Devin Smith over at. Uh, Maple Ridge Moore Sports. Um, his family runs that uh, that dealership. They are incredible people, and I know that he's rolling. He he he's pretty down on himself or down on the situation that rolling into the first round. He's not 100. percent He's uh, been slapped with uh, some some uh, some health issues that uh, are out of his control. 
Uh, but I can tell you this. Del- Devin Smith is, is a fighter. Devin Smith is uh, is someone who uh, sees things through when uh, when he takes on a challenge and that he's strong in the face of adversity. And uh, he's going to take all of those traits and roll that into a very successful season regardless of what the results say. Uh, I wish him the best of luck. I think that uh, that that whole organization over there, they're fantastic people. Uh, Sandra and Troy and everyone else that's involved with it are uh, are just A-class people, tip to tail. And uh, anyone would be lucky to, uh, to work with those guys. So um, that being said, if you happen to have anything you need for bike or body, you know who to call. It's your family fun store. Call up Maple Ridge Motorsports. Let those guys know that Brad Gebhardt sent you. And, uh, yeah, they'll be, uh, they'll be super stoked on it. All right, guys. You guys have a re- great rest of your week. It's Friday. You made it through the week. Time to go get some throttle therapy. Go get it. From kids up to grown men Walk through the gates of the coal miner's daughter To make a point clearer than the creek water Who's the best, who's it gonna be In Hurricane Mills, Tennessee Can you feel the adrenaline Dirt flies hypnotized by the wheel spin Hear the crowd, everybody's whistling Line on the field If you can put it all together three times This one week of racing could Do